Jesse. Yes. The subject of the day. <laughs> Stress. 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 Frustration. Frustration. Anger. anger. <laughs> uh, Bloodlust. <laughs> the desire to murder somebody. <laughs> Tad. Yeah, we're just uh, so. It's a big day for you today. It is a big day. A huge day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. You released a song <laughs> recently. You released a song I on did. Sunday. Yes. And it sounds great. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a fucking banger, dude. Thank you. We it, did it. It's our banger. It's yeah. our banger, dude. It's our banger. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for today. So today we're releasing the video. We're premiering it. It looks like so fucking nice. At release party. Jesse's like doing dance moves and shit, dude. <laughs> she looks like a fucking G, dude. Oh my god. Mm. She showed me, and I was like what the fuck i know you could dance like that dude she got the skills to pay the bills baby so yeah it was it's gonna be a really fun exciting day you know like before like a like a big performance or like before like a big day you just want it to happen already because you're just like because in the moment it's like it's already in the moment and you're just like well you can't go back now you know yeah. but like the anticipation beforehand is so big yeah 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 have you ever heard of a uh, psp or pss no the pre-show poop pre-show pee or oh, pre-show shit oh yeah it's like the tantas ansias yeah. que tienes and then you're just like oh, i gotta pee or i gotta poop yeah uh, and, and you don't have you're empty so you're totally empty <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and i remember when i was acting and all, all that stuff you know every show was just another high octane i'm gonna spend an hour and a half trying to entertain people yeah you know and you could just feel it feel it just bubbling inside of you you know it's a good feeling it is a good feeling yeah it yeah. is um but yeah like once you're in it it's like the adrenaline is so high and then afterwards it's like ah like you can breathe again you can breathe dude (laughs) yeah for me i'd rather the pre-show um anticipation versus the post-show fall or depression you know that's true yeah you're right yeah because that then that also is a I, i don't think i've ever experienced it actually no, because you like it. You you enjoy getting the fuck out of there. Oh, you're right. Okay, okay, yeah. And but the, but then what is that like? How do you feel afterwards when you feel like after like the fall or depression? So it really depends on whether or not I feel proud of what I did. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, and there's times where I know for acting it was really difficult for me because I felt like I was giving all of myself to this character, something that wasn't me, and but. I learned now that it was because I was acting for different reasons, yeah, not yeah. necessarily for positive ones. And uh, and so afterwards, I would just feel so drained. And then I didn't want to see anybody and I didn't want to talk to anybody. Everyone disgusted me. Um, or like my family went to go see my play, which I had a really hard time dealing with them. Uh, they would want to like, oh, come celebrate with us. Come over to the house. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I just like feel so just, mad when i was over there yeah you know but at the same time i was like desperate for someone to tell me that i did a good job you know so it was this really weird kind of balance yeah uh for music it's different for me i feel like i can socialize Mm -hmm. afterwards um because i feel like it is just me it's me me uh like it's the genuine me uh but a problem that i have is especially with the santrio character now uh it's who is that guy 
Yeah. Because I, I don't like to see, because it's very theatrical. Yeah, yeah. And so I have to come back down to reality. And I want to maintain that character or that mm. spirit until the end of the night. Um, but sometimes, because I think it's always weird if someone's like a big character and then at the end of the show, they're just like chilling, drinking beer with everybody else. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that's not who they presented themselves to be. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out. Like, what is that person? Yeah. And do they like to socialize afterwards? Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how's this new Jesse feeling on you? Good. Do you feel very empowered? Um, I do, but at the same time, it's like she's clashing with old Jesse. Ooh, who's old Jesse? What was old Jesse? Is still like me, back into her you know? Schemes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's still like me at home. So it's like this new Jesse is just like a portrayal to people of like what the ideal or like what's me on my best days, right? Mm. But and, you want that to be every day. And, uh, yeah, and that's fucking hard. Because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not like, it's not every day. Mm. Mm. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's the purpose of that, though. I don't think like, mm, I think like the best, like people have said this, right? But like, the best of every day isn't going to look the same. Mm. So I think it'd just be the best version of me on that day. Mm. Whatever I can handle and do. But, but no, I mean... Like, I feel, I feel very empowered that, like, that I'm presenting myself in a different way that isn't, in all the best ways that I see myself. Yeah, Like, yeah. that's how I'm presenting myself, which is, for me, gives me a confidence boost because I know, like, everything that I've presented myself in pictures and in teasers and stuff like that is all that I love about me. And so then it's it's really easy to like fall into that because it's like okay well all i have to do is just basically i just have to be in the right mindset of just like loving who i am and realizing like i have really great gifts and talents and i just have to serve people with them and that's all you know so what does it look like to you to serve people i think it's because i feel like performing and making music and stuff is more about like a collective thing rather than just like an art like an artist themselves so like for me this morning i'm like thinking like okay well what's what's the purpose behind this that serves everybody not just me right because like if i'm thinking about it for just me it's like yeah people are coming to see my music video to see me perform it's like it's all about me but if i try to f look at the collective it's like no well people if people like the song it's because it makes them feel something about their lives hmm. and so then now we're connected somehow yeah and so then that's that's how i feel like i serve people and in, in that i'm expressing something that i think we all feel and if you connect with it then that just makes us one like it just it um reiterates the fact that like we all feel the same things mm -hmm. and what you're doing essentially is allowing someone to express their own emotions because they couldn't pin it exactly yeah you and know. I think that that's the way we serve people as musicians or as artists in general. Like, we just allow people to connect with yeah. uh, with us and just and with our art and intangible things, and also with each other, like with other people that love the same music. Because, right. because yeah, like yeah, you go to see the artist. You do. There's there's like an idol there, right? But like in reality, Ooh. it's not really. 
them like they're not the ones that make you feel a certain way it's the music or whatever they do that makes you feel a certain way right so yeah i think as artists that's that's like the service that we give is some sort of like connection and feeling that they wouldn't be able to understand or like yeah or pinpoint otherwise yeah pinpoint because i think people understand it because they understand it when they hear you say it yeah you know but i think it's like about articulating and or, or or having the courage to articulate it. Yeah. I know that for, especially for Sentimentos, I know that that was uh that was a very interesting journey when it came to writing the song. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I think there was a lot of frustration and anger that you were feeling and you know, we kind of tapped into it on our first run of mm-hmm. the song. And then and what was really fascinating is cuz we had to write a second version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when we wrote that second version, we had to really dig deep. And into it was, some truths yeah and the, and then the fact that it's like they were parallel songs and that there was anger in both of them yeah and frustration in both of them but it was two different types two different types huge types. yeah which is funny because one was like the topical what you were feeling yeah and the other one was like stuff that you'd held on to for a very long time yeah. that you kind of just accepted as your truth and this yeah. is what it was going to be like from now on and it wasn't I mean, it took a lot of courage for you to go down there. It did. You know? Yeah, it did. But I think, I mean, it was, it was, I needed that because I think it brought up a lot of things. Like, saw- it's because the thing, the thing is that with the songwriting process too, it's like, if you're just songwriting to songwrite and to just make a hit, then that's different. But like, when we were making Sentimientos, like, we were songwriting, yeah, a pop song that like, can easily go mainstream but that wasn't the point of it. Like the point, like what we were trying to do was actually go deep down into like yeah, whatever. Yeah, lyrically it was, yeah. it was profound. And so, I don't know. It's just like that, that made me see other things in my personal life that I'm just like, I need to do that. Or like, I need to confront this. Or like, like it brought up a lot of things, like you said. And so then yeah. it's like, so then it's like a songwriting process isn't just a songwriting process. Mm-mm. It's a it's like it's like a therapy and it's a way to like for you to art like you said articulate to like map out exactly all the things that you're feeling and figure out where to start to confront it and i think that's like a really really powerful thing um that serves and that's the way that i think art and music serves us yeah so yeah it's just like a really complex thing like art is so complex and and simple at the same time yeah but I want to get to that point where it's not complex. I want to get to that point where you just you go to it like a well. You go to get water every day. Mm. You know, so it's not so much excavating and 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 cracking rocks and digging. And digging yeah, deep, but man. The well has already been established and the hole's already there. And yeah, and we just take what we need from it when we need to. Yeah. Um, because songs need to be written. Yep, they do. Uh. I don't know if you've seen this video of Ed Sheeran talking about the songwriting process, but he's like, basically, like, it's like a clogged drain. Like, mm. you know, like, if or a clogged sink or whatever, like, in order to clean out everything that's there, like, you need to take all the shit out of it. So it's like, every song you have to write, like, you have to write, if you're, if we're talking about it, like, in the terms of the analogy that you use, like, if Sentimientos was me, like, unpacking, like, the deep 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 like then the next song should be like an 
level up and a level up and a level mm. up until I until I get to a point where I'm songwriting and I'm taking from the top. It's not from mm. all the way deep because everything has already come out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so you got all the trauma gets out first, yeah. right? And then at the end, after you've already sold out, you start singing about like, baby, kiss me, baby, 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 kiss me, baby. Mm-hmm. Start singing about my Teslas and yeah, mansions. Yeah, 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 Teslas. And... Don't you hate it when your Tesla run out of electricity? Ooh, wee, 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 wee. Everybody's like, whoa, Jesse really sold out, dude. Brought to you by Tesla. <laughs> this is fucking Hell yeah, dude. Mm. It's wild. I, I've, I've been having real real big issues with um, certain songs I've been listening to and, and understanding that, like, TikTok's so, like, fucked right yeah. now in regards to art. Um, so Betsy was listening to this one song, the song that goes, I am woman, I'm a Oh, yeah, I hate that song. So for me, I heard it, and I was like, okay, lyrically, it's funny. Um, I get it. It's like, you know, it's it's a powerful, it's a powerful a woman song woo um but then uh i was like please let this woman be black and she wasn't she no. was wh- whiter than milk yes and uh <laughs> i was very frustrated uh and betsy was like why why does she have to be black and i was like because she sounds like she her voice is so let me sing black yeah um and i was just like it sounds like a bad black person impression right uh it, it well it it sounds like a bad scissor impression okay you know you know a lot of the the rapping kind of parts of that song i didn't listen to the entire song Ugh, i've only it, listened to that the part. tiktok version right and so like it's a very new song it's popping right and so there's barely any videos of it or anything on youtube but it gets betsy was like but you know she just wrote it on tiktok and now she's like six i was like oh no betsy no no, this song, um, this song was released through TikTok to present like it was coming from grassroots, uh, but this has a huge machine behind it, like already a really polished video, polished live performance video, you know, all these things that are lined up. Oh, they're already there? Oh, they're already on there. Like, she's it's been out for a month now, you know? And so it's like this whole thing, and, and like, there's another example, this woman, uh, wrote the abcdefu song oh yeah 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 that's another ver- that's another song that was for example i mean both of these women look the same by the way both of these white ladies look the same bro this is it's wild they look they look like little kesha rejects um <laughs> um so essentially right it's so goofy because this woman is like hey what what song should i write what 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 song? What should I do for my next song? And then somebody comments, "You should do something with the alphabet." And she's like, "Okay, cool." And then she puts out this song that she wrote with the alphabet, and it's like a fucking banger. And you're like, "Holy shit!" And everybody's like amazed by it. But then you see the person that made the comment, and the person that made the comment works for the label that this woman was already signed to. Hmm. And you're like, "Hmm." And so you're like, "This thing was already presented as something that it's not." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because Lil Nas X ripped open tiktok and became a huge star right right and people are trying to emulate that or yeah. trying to not not even emulate it they're trying to replicate it like yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. make it into something that's not and so i've been really frustrated with the way music's going i know i sound like an old man <laughs> like, tiktok's supposed to be for the artists <laughs> um but it's all it's all goofy 
I, I, for me, I don't mind any new music. I don't care what the fuck, man. Yeah, go for it. Fucking vibe out in the way that you need to vibe out. But don't present, don't lie to your audience. Oh, like if you like if you just had written it out of nowhere when in reality it was fabricated. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Well, it was already made. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, it was prepackaged. It's a tightly written song uh, that like three people probably put their minds to to yeah, get yeah. done. But it was made in a presented as a way that she was like just in her bedroom and thinking about. Yeah. This this amazing talent that was just misunderstood for the few years that they've been doing this thing yeah, and now yeah. you know here's their chance you know that's crazy i didn't know that yeah, yeah i did yeah. not that's know wild, that dude. yeah the i am woman song i just don't like it because it's just like so overplayed i'm just like oh my god so annoying and then it's also it's also annoying like i'm sorry i'm gonna get canceled by women and whatever <laughs> i don't care like i think it's so stupid like it's just like i am woman i am fit like I don't know. Like, it's. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, okay, chill, dude. No, it's just annoying. Like, I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah we already know that as women. Like, just. Like, why? Like, I don't know. I, I think I'm also very frustrated with, like, the feminist movement at, at some, like, level. Because yeah. I'm just like, why do, why do we have to, like. Why do we have to tell men that like we are equal to them like one i want to be equal to men <laughs> like remember because what you said like just earlier right yeah, yeah, yeah. we were talking about earlier like okay now in the society like men and women are pretty equal yeah yeah and so now like being pregnant they expect you to do yeah, everything I, yeah, the same you're pregnant i expect you to do everything <laughs> that i do exactly i don't care if there's a baby inside you exactly capitalism says you got to work and make the money exactly no but that's true though like richard's joke well <laughs> you gotta wake up and make the money dude but it's but it's true like other people aren't gonna care like except for your family and friends right but like if you're working like they're gonna be like, all right cool like whatever we're paying you so yeah. fucking do your job which is funny because because you know and then you know like maternity leave became a thing mm-hmm. right maternity leave i think is extremely important you know women need rest after they give birth uh but then because of the, the idea of equality, then you have men that are like, okay, then I need paternity leave. Yeah. And some more progressive companies, are, they they provide it, you know? Yeah. They they offered me, you know, well, like three months of paternity leave after I... Oh, damn. That's Paid cool. paternity leave. Oh, wow. After my son uh, was born when I worked at Uber. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah. Nice. Give me that money. Yeah. Where, where I worked other jobs that weren't as progressive and... My daughter was born and I went to work the next day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, like, I get that. You know, I was just like, okay. Um, yeah. But capitalism. No, yeah, I definitely have some frustrations with the movement. I think it's just like, I, I'm i just like, I don't, I have no interest in like making a man. Well, I guess I do. I, I guess every woman does. Like making, making men like aware of like the things that we have to go through. But at the same time. It's like, why do we have to keep telling them that, like, we're fearless? And I guess it's more of, like, the empowerment type of thing. Maybe not the feminist movement, but more of, like, the women empowerment type of thing. Yeah. Like, it just, sometimes it gets to a point where I'm just like, like, why do we have to keep telling people that, like, we're women and we're fearless and we're, like, all these things? Like, I think all it's the imp- time. I think it's important because I think, I remember my brother kind of put it uh, in a really powerful way, right? Uh, my brother has three girls, yeah. all girls. 
and then we were kind of talking about the Avengers movie, the the last one that they made. And there's a scene in that movie where all the superheroes come out, you know, and you got like everybody from Wakanda, and you're like, holy shit! And then you got every all the wi- all the fucking wizards from Harry Potter. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and they all show up, and then and then it's all the female superheroes show up. And I was talking to my compadre, and he was like, as soon as that happened, I kind of checked out. I was like, this is so stupid. I know what they're trying to do. Uh, you know, because people, they, they, he felt like they were like, you know, patronizing two women or, or like yeah, yeah. Uh, placating two women just to like to get them to be like, woohoo, women, girl power. Yeah. But then I was talking to my brother about it, and he was like, I was so happy because my little girls could Aww. see powerful women on the screen, and I teared up. Oh, and so I think, kinda... it, yeah, it's cute and beautiful uh, and manly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's extremely important for women to see, hear those things and to hear those things. And I understand, like, sometimes it can be just like, it, 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 I... it feels like false. Maybe that's what it is. It feels false, I feel like sometimes, because I, because it's just like, whoa, okay, you know, like. Uh, oh okay you said it but then you have little girls that are thinking i'd rather them listen to that song i am woman versus you know when Katy perry came out with last friday night and i got these little (laughs) eight-year-olds in the in in, at at summer camp singing have a menage a trois and i was like what the fuck are you saying (laughs) this is on the radio yeah that's just absorbing it um <laughs> and so I hear that, and I was like, "Okay, good. I want I, I want little children to feel empowered, and young ladies, teenagers to feel empowered." But yeah, my issue has always been like the matter of like, how real is this fucking song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, like how how truthful is the artist when they write it? Yeah. You know, because I could feel like, well, for example, I feel like the weekend has very pop centric music mm-hmm. uh but when he wrote Starboy, you can listen to the lyrics and you're just like this is real fucking this is real these are real lyrics yeah yeah you know even i don't know if he wrote them or he didn't write them but you're like damn god damn this is for real this is real you know uh alicia keys even lady gaga to an extent you know she'd write her songs and yeah some of them were like really out there and, and goofy but you listen to him it's like that's art mm-hmm. you know she wrote and the, the the poetry behind the lyrics and it's it's all there and it's her it's her expression it's like i i guess i hear this song and i'm like it has to be an unknown woman artist to write this because i don't think a beyonce or an alicia keys would ever rightfully in their right mind sing a song like this yeah because it's just so false yeah 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 you know it has to be someone that has no you have no other kind of you have nothing to put them against, mm. you know, because we don't know their story. So we put our story on them. Yeah, yeah. You know, to kind of fill in those gaps. And and, then, and honestly, I think she's just going to be a, a one hit wonder. The you woman. Know? Yeah, the woman who sang the, the woman, song. The woman, I am woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, you know, 30, 40 years from now and we're all viejitos and they're going to be like, you remember this old hit? And then we're like, I am woman. And then we're going to be like, ooh. That, that was, was a great TikTok. song. That used to be music. That on right there. TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, pre-World War Three music. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Times I think I think then. it. That's like when I heard that song. I think I was just like got a lot of digging to do in that 
in terms of that because sometimes i'm just like yeah we should be empowered as women and there's other times where i'm just like this is too much <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of my sister when she was like telling me how like she's like i'm tired of my mom and dad always thinking like i'm the baby of the family she's like yeah yeah the baby of the family i'm tired of this bullshit you know like i'm, I'm a grown woman they got to stop talking to me like that and then we went to go get gas and and uh for her car and then she's like you yo, can you can you fill the car with gas, please? And I was like, "What the fuck? What are you talking about? I thought you were grown ass woman." Yeah, but you know, yeah, that's that's where it gets like tricky as women too, because like sometimes we're like, we don't need no man to do this, or like we don't need like those, you know, like we don't need to show anybody yeah, that yeah. we need them. But then it's like, no, yeah. I need you to know that this yeah, is what I'm fucking exactly. going through. <laughs> i said we don't need no men but honestly men stop being men because you guys are disgusting yeah i'm like whoa 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 <laughs> yo we could be equal but don't don't be fucking with us now dude <laughs> no it's just it's all like very a very sensitive thing yeah 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 i think we will always have those differences yeah all the time uh, uh i feel like sometimes things are getting blended right now we're at that point in our yeah. lives or a point in this society where the idea of like gender norms are kind of getting blended but but i do think that these have been established for thousands of thousands of years like yeah what we do in our society uh that we'll, we'll see how it turns out i think birth control is huge for women yeah you know the fact that they can control when they want to have a baby mm-hmm. uh that changed the game yeah but you know what do you think about when women say like there should be birth control for men instead of women because men can have more kids a year than women can i i feel this way i feel like so i I, i'm not a big fan of birth control to begin with yeah only because in in my own personal opinion in my personal experience with my wife and i uh birth control really like it was great for the like she had like this naproxen or whatever inside of her yeah a little thing inside of her and uh, it was going great for the first like year and a half and then the latter half when that shit started decaying it really just fucked her up and she I know. got in these crazy ass fucking mood swings and like so much so that so much so that she was like i don't know what's happened like i don't understand and we were like it has to be that it has to yeah. be that we got it out and she was fine yeah so i think if we're going to fuck with women's hormones right uh, you know, and they go up and down, or they get really pissed off, or whatever, and they get crazy. Do we want to do that to guys? Guys who who can murder people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. a guy's hormones are going all off the rails, uh, guys have strength that they that women don't have, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so like, would you rather have, uh, um an emotionally unstable woman or an emotionally unstable man next to you you know yeah and that's my answer (laughs) (laughs) no that makes sense i I, that's that's just my personal opinion like i I don't think there's i don't want to even be hypocritical and be like well you uh men should uh you shouldn't mess with men's balls uh because i don't give a fuck man yeah you fuck my balls up dude I i don't give a fuck yeah um but one i don't agree with birth control necessarily i think just like just, just pull out, dude. <laughs> just fucking use condoms, guys. Just fucking coitus interruptus. <laughs> like they did in, interruptus. Like they did in the feudal age, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's how you prevent having babies, dude. Exactly. Um, 
Or just like if you are not gonna want kids or not gonna just take never care have of them, sex. or just have a fucking vasectomy, like little snippy snip. It's gonna hurt for a day. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's turn off the podcast. We can't. <laughs> I disagree with the whole vasectomy. Thing. No, no. Do you? I, no, no. Actually, I, I've, I've been talking to Betsy about it. I was like, yo, let me get a vasectomy. But then I want kids in the future. Yeah. So you don't want to do it yet. Yeah, because it's like, cause it's like one of those things like. You just might want to have another baby. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, that's what's so nice about like the idea of birth control or condoms. Because yeah, you prevent now, but you can but always have some later. I didn't know. Don't can't they be reversed? But I meant like it is, it is highly unlikely that it'll work if it's reversed. Oh really? Okay. Because you know, know like that. they cut tubes and they tie them. Okay. You know, to tie them together, they cut yeah, the little yeah. snippy snips. Right? They, they <laughs> snip what they got to snip. And then they tie it up. But if that shit gets scarred in a goofy way, the scar tissue heals in a goofy way, you can never put those things back oh, together. Oh, okay, okay. You know? I didn't know like how much of a probability it was to have kids after. Yeah, because I was looking into it. I was like, dude, you know, I get it now. And then when I got a shit ton of money, I'll just get it reversed like I'm supposed to, you know? Uh, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? There's a, like a 90% chance it'll never, like, it'll it never won't work. It'll yeah. work again afterwards. And I was like, nah. Dude. Yeah. Fuck just that, keep dude. them little spermies just keep the coitus interruptus dude <laughs> always bro just pull out dude just, just pull, pull out. out just pull out dude just uh fucking pull out king bro <laughs> i'm the pull out king dude <laughs> yeah that's so funny that's true man uh and it's hard because i even like women getting their tubes tied that's rough dude my mom had hers done after my sister was born. Yeah. Which I'm glad because they had like three kids back to back. You know, like 91, yeah, your 92, poor 93. Mom, yeah. She had three kids before she was 21. Damn. Yeah. And, and so, I'm like having my first kid at 23 and I'm like fucking freaking out. I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my mom was just like, she's like, if I, if I, if I, if I don't tie my tubes now, I'll have like seven kids. <laughs> 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 one every year yeah one until the fucking wheels fall <laughs> off until, until my mom is retired and they got her jersey hanging in her house yo my mom was a real one dude before she died bro from all those babies 20 kids in 20 years no dude fucking yeah. mvp <laughs> my dad dude just walking around like a giant like you know rooster <laughs> feeling real good about himself but yeah, I don't know what we would have done if we had had more brothers and sisters because we were broke as broke. <laughs> we were in this little ass room. I, I would say uh, we were in a room so tiny, the three of us, for years. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. But it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think the the, the only problem that we had growing up was, uh, you know, like getting me getting like making messes in our room. And, oh, then, and then okay. who was responsible to clean them up, right? Yeah, because yeah, they yeah. were everybody's mess. <laughs> but I'm like, it's not even my toy. It's everyone else's toy. <laughs> Dude, one time my dad told us to clean our room and my brother and I cleaned up all our stuff and it was all my sister's stuff. And she left with my grandma and my dad came in. And he was like, what the fuck? And he didn't say fuck, but he was like, what? Why is this room still a mess? And we got these terrible pow pows and we were, we were all frustrated and mad and sad and crying. And my sister comes back with my grandma with like a Snickers in her hand. And she's like, <laughs> <And we're> like, <laughs> we're like, you did this to us. It was your mess. <laughs> like, What's up, guys? She's like, what up, doc? <laughs> like a fucking Bugs Bunny head ass. <laughs> oh, man. So Those funny. little things when you're little. 
I was talking to my parents the other day about how I remember when we'd go to the beach or like go to like Silver Lake, which is in Wisconsin, we'd come back to Chicago. We'd be there all night, mm-hmm. like all, all day. And then like in the evening, we'd drive back. And then I remember very clearly like just being all sandy and tired and sleepy and, you know, sunburnt. And my parents would just throw us in the shower to clean all the sand from us. And we hated it. But we always, you know, slept muy a gustos because we didn't have any sand in our crack anymore. <laughs> you know? Uh, but then my mom was telling us, it got to a point where we just kind of just put a blanket on the bed and then threw you guys on the bed, you know? Because we couldn't clean you guys every yeah. time. It was just too exhausting. And I was like, I don't remember those times. I only remember the shower. And and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, how often does that happen? That we mm. only think about one specific moment. And then here we are understanding life in one way i had no idea that my parents eventually just kind of gave up on that i that's thought in my so head funny. they always did it you know that's so crazy yeah yeah it's interesting <laughs> yeah i have i have like a really good memory of like my childhood like i remember a lot of things like yeah. i would say from like since i was three and that's i feel like that's like pretty like small pretty early yeah yeah but i remember my third birthday but yeah, but I, I don't know. I remember a lot of things. And there, there'll be things where I'll tell my mom, like, yeah, remember it was this. And then there was this person and he was getting ready here. And then we went over there. My mom's like, how do you remember all of that? Like, I barely remember that. I'm like, I don't know. It just stuck to me. Like, I have visions of of that, like, in my head. Like, I have yeah. pictured memories. I have life. very, very specific memories of my life. And yeah. I tell people and they're like, what? Yeah. That didn't happen. Oh, I've like, met a lot of people that are just I can't remember a lot of my childhood. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Damn, you were abused. <laughs> <laughs> damn, you got trauma. <laughs> dog, damn, dude. You must have got fucked up, dog. And they're like, no. Did I? <laughs> I just ga- start gaslighting them. Oh, no. What's one of the most profound memories you have? Let's start with positive ones. Positive? <laughs> You're like, none <laughs> Um, I like, I guess just like my family coming over every weekend to my mom's house in the summer and all my cousins would be in the front like playing like basketball and because at that time my mom's house was the biggest house everybody else lived in cicero so everybody would come to the suburbs and they would use the backyard yeah she was like the balling one right and then um so yeah she'd like make parties outside Carne asada, like every every weekend, every single weekend. Every weekend, yeah. Wow. Well, that's how I remember it. Again, that's how I remember oh, yeah, it. I don't yeah. even know if that was every weekend, but that's how I remember it was every weekend, and and we we had this neighbor like a couple houses down. They were these chinitas, and they would come and like hang out with us. And one like fell in love with like my cousin, and like ended up giving him like a note. <sighs> Yeah, before he like left back to Mexico, it was just, no. It was just like yeah, it was like so cute, whatever. But but yeah, so so that's like one of the profound memories, the positive memories that I have when I was younger, like just mm. summer summer days, summer nights, like mm. good yeah, good summer times. days and summer nights, such wonderful yeah, especially memories. when you're young yeah, oh heck yeah, dude. Uh, I would ride my bike everywhere like all day, all the time. Like, to the point where, like, your knuckles, you know, when you go like that and they hurt. Like, yeah, because they've been, like, yeah, your yeah. hands have been stuck in that position long enough. Yeah, but they would hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, But what about you, though? Uh-oh. 
I just realized this was unplugged. Oh. But it's not, uh... Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Shit. Oh, it's on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I guess one of... Uh, I guess, uh, like, my first... My first positive memory that I remember... Because I remember some things that... I don't know if they're necessarily positive. Like, I remember lying for the first time. Um... <laughs> Uh, I remember, like, I, I I broke something. Then my mom asked me, "DJ, did you break this?" And I was like, "I was like, oh, if I tell her the truth, I'm gonna get in trouble." And I just went, "No." And she's like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "What it is worked. this power?" <laughs> you know? It worked. Uh, but uh, but I remember my third birthday. I remember going upstairs to my grandma's and just like watching like Rugrats, um, and then being called downstairs. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Jijo. And then so I got called downstairs and I walk up, bloop, 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 and I open the door and I hear, surprise! And everybody's like, a bunch of people are there. And I was like, so excited to see all these people from church and Aww. people in my life and, you know, friends and stuff like that. So I was like, great, this is awesome. And then, and then that's the memory. And I don't remember pretty much anything else from that time, that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I remember uh, playing with my siblings a lot um i remember like i remember arguments too mm-hmm. i remember like my parents got into arguments so i remember those things but i was just thinking how those early memories really do kind of like make you who you are that's so true because also even earlier than having my cousins over i remember preschool like i remember preschool Cause I I didn't oh, I yeah. went to St. Francis here in Cicero. Oh okay. Uh, for preschool, um, because my tia used to take care of me and she lived like on that street, and um. And yeah, I remember that like. I remember that so clearly, my dad would drop me off, and I I remember this one specific day we were doing arts and crafts, and so they they would put wax paper on like a hot plate and then we'd make like um a drawing with crayons because yeah. the crayon would melt and i think that and that did shape me a lot because i remember that was like my favorite thing i would try to do it at home and i couldn't figure out how to do it melting crayons at home yeah i'm trying to figure out how to like like what paper it was and like how to do it on the stove and like i was just trying to figure it out but that i think that that shaped me a lot in like oh i like arts and crafts like i, I like, like making stuff yeah. yeah so i think that did shape me a lot yeah. um and I also remember, like, the smell of the cafeteria. Like, oh, if fine. I smell, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird, but, like, um, cafeteria made corn. Yeah. Brings like, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yes, it just, I. that's, like, the, and then, like, soggy bread <laughs> for some reason. Soggy like that. <laughs> so disgusting. But I don't know. That's, like. I remember that specifically yeah. in preschool. That's funny. I remember that. I remember my first day of preschool uh, walking to school and having a backpack for the first time mm-hmm. and feeling like a ninja turtle because I had a show. You yeah. Know? And I remember I was walking to school with my uncle, um, you know, who's uh, eight years older than me. So he's like, it's like the coolest oh, thing that's ever. Cool. Right? So I was just like, holy shit. And, you know, this is he was like, coolest. what, 12? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, we both got backpacks. <laughs> he's super excited because i was basically like his little brother um or like pumped and then i get to the preschool and you know miss joanna was like talking with my parents 
And I was like, this is nice. There's a lot of toys here. And they fed me like this like breakfast and I had like a sausage patty. Yeah. And I ate it and it was like so good. I was like, this is the best fucking food ever in the world. <laughs> and then I remember the woman, I remember Miss Joanna saying, okay, Richard, uh, all right, time to come, come over here. And I remember, because everybody called me Gijo at the house. I knew Richard was my name. Yeah, yeah. My dad would call, it some, call me that sometimes. But I heard Richard and I was like, yeah okay like we never spoke but she called me richard and i was like okay yeah we're fucking vibing baby <laughs> just like and then in preschool there was this girl named annabelle who i was like obsessed with because she always wore little dresses every time she came to school always like moños and real pretty and every time i saw her in preschool i'd just be like oh, and i'd faint on the floor on purpose because she was so beautiful to me and then all my friends would pick up like oh they'd like like oh my gosh, my you'd always be so dramatic. Yeah. I would always faint on the floor for <laughs> girls. If there's a girl that I liked in school, I think I did that to like fourth grade where there's a girl that's be like, so funny. And they were just like, stop it. And I was like, I love you. I was a big like uh, fucking flirt uh, since I was a little guy. Um, and then I remember one time in preschool, I remember it was so weird. I remember someone was like, Richard. And I turned around. And when I turned something like a pole, I don't know what the fuck a pole was doing there. And it fell. And it almost hit me. No and then way. when I looked around, nobody called my name. Nobody was even looking at me. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Yeah, I was like, what the hell was that about? Dude, you know? you've been meeting angels your entire life. <laughs> yeah, like that angels. one guy that like grabbed you or somebody, somebody that grabbed me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Dang, that's crazy. I don't yeah. think I've ever had an experience like that. No? No. Where, like, I feel like somebody touched me and it's not nobody. Or, like, I hear somebody say my name and it's not. Anybody. Yeah. No. I yeah. don't think I've ever had that. It's either angels or really nice ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> or it's me from the future. Yeah. Multi- multiverse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Like in the fourth dimension. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that should be cool dude oh man yeah but preschool was a lot of fun dude preschool was a lot of fun kindergarten was also fun yeah we used to get in trouble a lot in kindergarten yeah oh yeah i remember one time i was so fucking stupid because i tied these kids (laughs) this goes to show the way i think (laughs) right i tied this kid's shoes laces together i thought you know i'm learning how to tie shoes right so i tied his laces together right (laughs) Well, we were like sitting down for story time and I felt really guilty because like, man, I shouldn't have done that. So I decided to tie my laces to his, <laughs> you know, the fucking logic of a stupid kid. Right. And so we get up and immediately he's like, what? He's like, why are my laces tied? And then I'm just like, uh, just like pretending like I didn't do anything, but my laces were tied to his fucking foot. That's hilarious. <laughs> and she's like, why did you do that? And I was like. Oh, uh, uh, tying, <laughs> tying shoes, practicing tying. Oh man, bro! I called this kid corny head, and he choked me out. <laughs> this kid had a real big fucking head, and I remember I had a dream that popcorn was popping out of his head one day. Oh and so God. the next day, I come up to him, and I'm like, "Yo, corny head, what's up, dog?" And then he's like, <laughs> "Just like <laughs> my <ex> teacher." <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Yeah, <laughs> and, so and then kindergarten was the first time that I had a thought. Like the first time I remember thinking. Oh, you told me this yeah. that you thought, and you're just like I, I told her I called her stupid. The teacher, and I'm like stupid, and I thought, and in my head, and she didn't say anything, and I was like, I can talk in my head. <laughs> no one can hear me. Think. That's crazy. Yeah. I think I've been thinking since the moment I came out of my mom's womb. No, I've always been thinking. No, I know, but like, I think that I've never been aware of the fact that I could think. Like you became aware of it, mm. but I I don't I can't pinpoint a moment in my life where I was just like, that's crazy. I think yeah, yeah. I'm plugged out from the matrix. So I can't believe that like you inner at that monologue. age, yeah, inner monologue. We're like, I can hear myself. I can hear my thoughts. I want to be, and 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 I realize there's like two voices in my head, hmm? right? There's a one that thinks out loud that I can hear, and then there's another one that just thinks. Yeah. You know, yeah, just yeah. thoughts. You know, and I can like process that as well, so I can hear both of them thinking at the same time. That's crazy. You know, I can think about like some fucked up shit, and I can have the other voice telling me, "Yo, calm down, chill." And they're both happening at the same yeah, time, yeah, yeah, simultaneously. I don't think I've ever been that hyper aware of like how like of what I'm thinking. I mean, there's been times where I'm just like, where I'm like doing something, like showering, and then I'm like, what the fuck? Like I just went into like ten minutes of thinking. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not doing anything. Like I'm showering. Like stay here, you know. Whoa. But which is crazy. But like, but I've never actually been like super aware of the fact that like what thoughts come up. Only when I've tried me- when I had tried meditating for a while. So you're gonna say meth? No. Only when I tried meth. <laughs> That's when I. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too scared of drugs. Yeah, too scared of drugs. Yeah that's okay that's 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 a valid point it is yeah yeah i think we should all be well not all drugs because i i drink drugs prescribed drugs i drink drugs <laughs> prescribed i think you need to stop because it's already fucking you up i drink drugs prescribed drinks drugs <laughs> i There's drink a drugs baby eating my brain right now no bro he's eating the food you give him <laughs> give him tuna Give him brain food. Dude, my my kid loves hot dogs. Hot dogs. I eat a hot dog and he's like, yeah, he's just squirming in there, <laughs> doing like, flips. Hey, 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 hey! Oh man. <sighs> I didn't know that. Like, in order for your kid to like vegetables and like a bunch of different food, that eating them during pregnancy helps for That's them great. to like 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 yeah. certain foods. My son and my daughter were really good eaters when they were born but then my son went to like this daycare and he met this little girl that was just as like super picky and then he started picking up all her habits Mm -hmm. but but rocio thank god she still is like adventurous oh right yeah 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 yeah. and gadi to a certain extent is adventurous too with this food but you just have to like convince him that it's good Mm -hmm. You know, because they were like grossed out by sushi when they first saw it. Like his his initial reaction is like, eh. and I'm like, just try it, dude. And he was like, mm. but also was like, oh, what is that? What is yeah. This? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So when Savas tried sushi for the first time, I was just like, all right, this is like, because you know, obviously there's like the rolls, but then there's a sashimi. Is that what it is? Yeah, sashimi. Where it's like the the fish on top of the mm-hmm. rice. And those are my favorite. I love mm-hmm. raw, like fish. It's just no, a bunch sushi of sushi is that. Oh, I mean sushi. sushi's the roll? Or no, sushi's that? Sushi's that. Okay. And then uh, the rolls are maki. Maki are the rolls. And roll. sashimi is just the fish. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I always get that all mixed yeah, up. Yeah. I'm like, I never know. Because there's nigiri too. What is that? That 
it's like it's like it's sashimi and then there's like nigiri or i don't know how to say but like Nigiri. Mm. i don't know but whatever yeah you get what i mean all our japanese audience members are like what the fuck They're like, um, anyway. You motherfuckers. <laughs> so, yeah, so, <coughs> so I've tried, like, the maki rolls, but those are, like, you know, like, I feel like those are easier to like because it's, like, there's a lot of things in them, mm-hmm. you know? But then it's, like, all the raw fish with, like, the rice underneath. It's, like, it's all raw fish with just rice. So, he saw it. He's just, like, <sighs> he's just, like, that's, like, raw. Like, I don't think I'm going to like those. And I was, like just try it like try the salmon one because that one's good right like because i like that one i was like just try the salmon one just dip it in soy sauce it's gonna taste good and then yeah he tasted it and he really enjoyed it yeah. but those are those are my favorite like right now like i wish i could oh, i wish i could just dunk a piece of raw uh salmon in like soy sauce and just that's ah, so good dude. and just eat it that's you know our first official date was uh getting sushi the first time she had it yeah took her yeah yeah uh, i love sushi so much i know it's so good and my kids love it they're like obsessed with it good yeah sushi's really good right. you know you know that my favorite appetizer at a sushi place is gyoza the little like pork um dumpling no oh, yeah, yeah 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 oh, those are so good oh yeah those are so good or there's this place by my mom's house that has fried green beans and um jalapeno bombs mm. those are so good too there's this really nice uh dumpling place uh in chinatown Oh, you can get, like, steamed dumplings gonna, or fried oh, dumplings. Oh, you're going to need to tell me yeah, where that you. is because I, I need to go. Yeah, and they, like, that's all they do. That's all they do there. So, yeah, oh, my God. I want to go one day. Just dumplings. get that, get dumplings, get bubble tea, and, and make a fucking mochi. day out of it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I had a recent experience. I went with uh, Gadiel because I kind of just took him out. You know, I spent so much time, like, kind of, like, mentoring and guiding all these, like, young men over there at my job. Yeah. Uh, and so, I was just thinking about my boy. I was like, here I am getting stressed out because sometimes I give these kids advice or, you know, I, I'm trying to guide them and they don't do what they're supposed to be doing. And I get it, right? And it takes time for these things to work. Um, but then I was like, well, there's there's one little boy that God has put in my life that I'm supposed to be working with no matter what. And that's my son. And I yeah. haven't been doing that. And so I went to go take him out. I just told Betsy, I was like, yo, let me, I need, I need to see my boy. Mm-hmm. I just got to spend time with him. And, uh, then we went on a walk. Like we parked really far from, uh, uh, Chinatown and we started walking over and it was just a really great experience because then I got to talk to him. First, we started making jokes, right? Because my son loves cracking jokes. And then we started talking about school. And, he, you know, I could see how he's, like, organizing his life, you know, even as, like, a first grader. He's like, yeah, you know, I like to hang out with the smart kids only because, you know, they're smart. <laughs> and, you know, I don't like to hang out with the dumb, bad kids because they don't do any work. That's what he tells me. And I was like, hmm, good. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I'm really happy. Because I've told him that before. I'm like, you find the smartest kid in the room, make him your best friend, dude. Yeah. You learn so much from kids like that. And uh, so he's like, you know, he's working and he's working things out in his own way. And then there was like this homeless guy that like comes up to me. It was very interesting because he says, immediately he starts going to like complimenting me, right? Mm. He's like, hey, man, look, look at you, man. You got it all figured out, bro. How, you know, like how, tell me, how do you keep it all together? That's what he tells me. And then I start trying to answer him, try to think about, well, man. And then I start going into the thing. And then he interrupts me. Right? He interrupts me. He's not really trying to get an answer from yeah. me. And then he keeps like complimenting me and, 
and really trying to tell me his story and trying to pinpoint like he, what he's trying to do is trying to show that I'm a good guy and then get something from me because I'm a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. So then he starts saying things like, "If you were to help me, why would you help me?" Right. Before he even asked for help, and I said, "Well, I don't know, man," because you know. And then before I could even answer that, he's trying to like, "No, no, no you don't understand." And then he's like going yeah, into these yeah. things. And then after the interaction, I give him two bucks because what he wanted was like for me to pay for his whole room uh, up north was like forty bucks to like cash app this place to pay mm-hmm. for his room. And I was like, nah, no, nah, brother, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and then I go, and then got the, you know, they, my sweet, sweet son is like, I wish I could help all those people that are on the street and I'll give them all their money, you know. And I was like, oh, son, mi, miro, mira, um, mijito. Notice a guy that was being super, like, he's being nice to me, but he wasn't really needing my advice or help. He wanted something from me, and he's a very smart man, so he's trying to take advantage of me. Right, uh, I was kind of pointing out to like how aggressive he was. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, you know, you can still be aggressive with the smile on your face. You mm-hmm. know, I was kind of just pointing out like you see how he kept interrupting me. Didn't really want me to. He didn't really want my advice. He was really after something, and he was making this big spiel to play to my morals. You know, uh, and I was like, what a great opportunity to kind of share with that with my son. You know, live life with him. Because he started pointing, the guys, it was so funny because he was like, hey, look at your son, man. He's going to just absorb everything that you do. And so like uh, immediately, he's like, he he wants me to tell my son to show, he wants me to represent to my son that I'm a good guy. Yeah. You know, which is interesting. It's a whole psychology behind it, you know. It's so crazy, like how, yeah, and I how, told, they, how he did that. Yeah, how he know? did that. And I told my son, I'm like, hey, if someone really needs help, you know. Because I've literally bought food for people. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, if someone's hungry, buy food for them. If someone needs to take the bus, you you could buy their train ticket. But don't don't give them money like that. And straight yeah. up. Like sometimes, you know, sometimes I feel like so grateful to God for everything that he's given me in my life. I have a couple bucks or I was like, here, take it, man. Yeah. God bless you. You know, do your thing. But other times I'm, yeah, you know, I'm you like if, it, if someone just kind of comes up to me and asks me for money, I was like, yeah, this is what I got, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember when I was in Chinatown once. Uh, there was like these Mexican guys, and they were talking about how they got stranded and all this, this whole spiel. And so I just, I bought dinner for like three or four guys. Just we all sat and talked, right? But they were clearly like alcoholics, poor things. Yeah. And so I bought them. I bought them dinner, and you know, we had a great time talking. Uh, and then afterwards, because they said they just got there, which wasn't true. Like, I, you don't have to fucking lie to me, dude. And then those same guys, you know, a couple months mm-hmm. later, were there doing the same spiel. And you know, that time I was like, no, I'm good, brother. You know, it really depends on yeah the time. My my grandpa has this really interesting kind of like philosophy. He went to Puerto Rico, you know, and if you go to Ponce, there's a lot of homeless guys in the square. You know, they're always asking for money. And he always brings like a bag full of quarters, gives one quarter to each guy. Because he's like, I don't care if they're really homeless or not, but if they ask me for money, I'll give them a quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just make it a base yeah. kind of. Which is important, I think. Yeah. But one time when I went to Puerto Rico, this swole ass guy, I tell you this, this swole ass guy. Oh, with like he, glasses or something like no, that? No, he was just like swole. He asked me for money and he was all glistening oh, and beautiful. Oh, okay, okay. Motherfucker. <laughs> And you're like, dude, you look better, better than me. Yeah, you look well-fed, 
motherfucker. I look scraggly as shit, doc. <laughs> Give me money. His shit. eyebrows were all done and nasty, and he was on his phone. Hey, you want any money? And I was like, no, not for you. <laughs> He's like, and start doing like pull ups. <laughs> like, God damn. Motherfucker. That's hilarious. That guy. Yeah, I never know how to... Well, there's... I mean, in the suburbs, there is, like, a community of homeless people that stay... Actually, they actually stay uh, across the street where me and Tavaz live, behind... Behind a lavanderia and a taco place and a liquor store. So, like, they stay there. (laughs) Exactly. And they just kind of walk around. Um, There's this lady on a wheelchair one time that was at Jewel, and then... She, like, came up to us and was just like, hey, here, I just want to give you guys this flower or whatever. So I was just like, okay, thank you. And she was like, um. It's a scam. Yeah, right? She was just like, um, but, you know, like, me and my family are really hungry. Um, do you think you can just get us two hot dogs from the Portillo's? It's, like, right over there. And I was just like, you know what? I was doing fine because I was at Starbucks. I was making money. I was like, you know what? Sure. I'll get you two hot dogs. And then she added another one and i was like okay i was like but just so you know like this is the only thing that i can get you like that's it i can't get you anymore like um that's all i have yeah, yeah. you know and so whatever we ended up getting that and so was very frustrated with me he's just like why'd you do that like you didn't have to do that and i was like i know but i was like one i felt bad for her i never do this and then second i was just like it's gonna be fine like it wasn't we would have spent that money anyway on ourselves or on whatever it's on three hot dogs ourselves right um but yeah at the end it's like it's always a really hard thing for me when i give money to homeless people because sometimes i feel guilty because i'm just like like what if i needed it for something you know mm. like so i sometimes feel guilty because i'm just like because that's and like low-key like i think i get that from my parents because my parents were always just like well no you have to keep that for you like you can't be so nice to people like mm. you have to you have to think like you're they're not the only one suffering like you also need to take care of things but then for me it's just like yeah but i'm not suffering as much as them so it's i'm always like kind of like in between two mindsets yeah. of like of being like selfish and also being selfless so it's like it's those two like battling each other every yeah. time that I like try to figure out in my head in those 10 seconds that I have to either decide whether to give to somebody or yeah. to not. Yeah. And so it's really hard for me because I'm just like oh, like I wish I wish I could I wish I could give you everything but but I can't because like I'm struggling too. Like but I know that you're fucking on the street and I have, you know, yeah. I have a house, but like at the same time it's like I can't is not just something that and then and then there's also this thing where it's like you see one one homeless person and then you see another one and you're just like fuck well i gave this person this and like now i feel bad because i'm not giving this to any you know yeah yeah. i don't know it's just like i wouldn't i wouldn't stress out so much about it it's about whether or not you want to give you know like that's i think that's just uh, that's what it breaks down to for me i kind of think like you know i've heard things or they want to be that way that's the life that they choose to live you know and i'm like that's true you know like you know because like if you're an alcoholic that's you want to be on the street trust me like i know these people yeah yeah yeah. i've talked to these i had these conversations you know and i've had conversations with my brother too you know because he works at a homeless shelter um so he's with these people all the time right and so like sometimes 
this is the life that they choose to live. Or sometimes they're really like down and out, right? They're trying to get things figured out. Um, but I think if it's in your heart to give, then give. Yeah. Never feel guilted. Like never feel uh, like guilt tripped to yeah to, to give, give right yeah at all never. I, I would also try to lose that mentality that like if you give, it's then that's that's money for you now. That's that's now gone. You know that's you know like uh, because. If you struggle with that now, it's going to be even harder when you have kids. Uh, but, like, the reality is, like, what's a couple dollars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you could spend, you spend that money, you spend that Everywhere. money on haircuts. Everywhere, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like, but what's, like, 12 bucks in a year? Because how often are you really giving? Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, like, if you give, yeah, if you give a dollar a month. Yeah, it's, like, $12. 12 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you give more, 24. If you get two. Think about it. It's 20, what's $24? You make mm-hmm. that You make that in a day and you just give it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, that's nothing in a paycheck. Yeah. Right? And especially because times are so fucking hard right that's now. That's what the fucking government takes away from you. and <laughs> yeah, yeah, Not yeah. even, like, more than that. Yeah, yeah. In your paychecks. Exactly. And so just yeah, remember that. I, I would always just, like, give from the heart. Or just if you have a couple bucks on you. It's a little harder for a lady, I feel like, maybe because, you know, I feel uncomfortable. There's always that uh, threat of danger if you, like, just kind of, like, go open your car window and give it to somebody. Yeah. You know, but uh, I always carry a little bit of cash on me. And if I got a buck, yeah, I'll take him, bro. I don't, you know, I don't need it. I, I, God is so good to me, man. I got everything I ever needed. and I'm, I'm happy, you know. Uh, no me cuesta nada. Yeah. And I know that it, what comes around goes around. You yeah. You know, like, if you, I, I've given the clothes off my back to people because i'm like they're cold yeah, yeah yeah you know hey you need a scarf take the scarf yeah you know you got i got my jacket i do just i remember taking the train dude just came out of jail so he got arrested in the summertime he was released like three months later oh so it was in, like you know in the middle of yeah. winter so we only had a t-shirt on taking the train i was like bro take my jacket my guy i had a sweater too i had a sweater and a jacket take my jacket yeah, take it dude you know hope your life it gets better man love you take care god bless you mm-hmm. god is good yeah you know I'll, I'll always have what i need yeah you know you know what did they say you know god uh he gives a uh, housing to the sparrows and aren't you more important than a sparrow yeah you know so that's true yeah well it goes around comes around too yep no pues manita ya es la hora good way. yep it is guys yes, it we, is. we love you love you guys see you Ow! next week see you next week